This third and last scenario is a little different. Here, use Snapshot to generate motion waves. It's an almost abstract form of wave generation, based on the motion of an object. In this case, you'll be generating a wave based on the motion of a bat's flapping wings. The bat may look familiar to you, as it was used in another tutorial on this channel. Here, you'll be using an already animated bat to keep the tutorial short. Keyframes were created every 15 frames for both the position of the bat, the wing deployment custom attribute, and the rotation of the top parent bones. If you prefer to animate the bat yourself, there's also a provided non-animated scene in the archive file you downloaded for this tutorial. For now, you'll be working on the file named batanimated.max. To create the wave, you will not be using snapshot on already existing objects the way you have in previous scenarios. What you need is a series of shapes to act as cross-sections in order to build the framework for the wave. The problem is that the snapshot tool doesn't handle 2D shapes too well. So you need to work a little harder, back and forth converting one type into another. Zoom in on the bat in the front view. From the Create Shapes panel, choose the Line tool. Set it to Corner Modes to prevent the creation of any curves or Bezier splines. Create a spline following the upper contours of the wing. In the top view, move the spline to coincide with the position of the bat. In the Modify panel, enter Spline Subobject Mode. In order to turn the spline into a mesh, you first need to outline it. In Spline Subobject Mode, set the Outline tool to Center and then use it to turn the spline into a closed double-line shape. A value of about 3 should be adequate in this case. In the left view, rotate the spline slightly and adjust it so that it's oriented the same as the bat. Exit subobject mode when done. Next, Add a Poly Select modifier so that the 2D spline is now recognized as a 3D mesh object, making it more compatible with the Snapshot tool. Still, at this time, the bat is animated, but the new object is not. You need the new object to be constrained to some of the animated bones, mostly the top ones used as reference. Those would be bones 1, 2, 3, and 9 on each wing. Select the newly created object. For good measure, rename it Wing Cross Section. Apply a skin modifier to it. Click the Add Bones button and choose the appropriate bones from the list.
This ensures the new object travels with the wings. With the cross-section now turned into an animated mesh object, you can safely use Snapshot on it. Unlike the scenarios you've used before, you don't need that many clones to build a waveform. Adjust one viewport into an orthographic view and maximize it. Most of the motion is happening between frames 0 and 30. You need at least 4 or 5 duplicates there. With the wing cross-section object selected, use the Snapshot tool to create 5 clones between frames 0 and 30. These will act as cross-sections as you build the wave later. Between frames 30 and 60, where the animation actually ends, you only need a couple of cross-sections to simulate the last bounce. In fact, you only need a cross-section at frame 45 and another at frame 60. Use the Snapshot tool again to create two duplicates between frames 45 and 60. Use the Select from Scene dialog, H on the keyboard, to select all the clones. Right-click and hide everything else. This makes it easier to see the cross-sections. To build a framework going from one cross-section to the next, you ironically have to revert back to splines. With the clones still selected, go to the Utilities panel and choose the Collapse tool. Make sure it is set to Single Object and click Collapse Selected. All clones are now part of a single editable mesh. Right-click and convert the editable mesh to an editable poly. You need this to access the Border Subobject tool. Using the Border Subobject tool, select all the borders that make this assembly, in effect, all perimeters on all cross-sections. In the Edit Borders rollout, click the Create Shape from Selection button. Leave the shape type in the default Smooth mode. Rename the curve Wing Wave and click OK. Exit subobject mode when done and hide the linear cross-sections. Consider what you are left with, a series of curved cross-sections that are splines, not meshes. To create a framework that goes from one spline to another, add a cross-section modifier. This connects vertices from one curve to another. You can set the cross-section modifier to Smooth for a smoother framework. To turn this framework into a renderable object, add a Surface modifier. The Surface modifier adds a patch-type object which is closer to a NURB surface than it is to an editable poly. It's relatively heavy, calculation-wise. Its number of steps can be increased or decreased for topology control. 
However, since your ultimate goal is to turn it back into an editable poly, decrease the steps all the way to zero. You'll rely on poly tools later to bring back the smoothness. Moreover, because of the workflow that you took building this, there's a thickness to the wave. You need to remove the bottom surface, as well as the sides, and just work with the top surface to prevent interpenetration. This will be your task in the next and final movie, cleaning up the surface, smoothing it, and animating its buildup.